What up? It's your boy Luke Legacy, and this is another episode of Life and Other Shit. On this episode, you get to catch a really cool conversation about the Atlanta Beltline and the perspective of some locals in the neighborhood. You see, let me give you a little background on the setup of this conversation. I was at my house one day, got a group message on my phone from my cycle club, Mob Atlanta, shout out Mob Atlanta, and basically the message was saying, hey, the new portion of the Atlanta Beltline is opening in Reynoldstown, so they're doing a ribbon cutting. I went to the ribbon cutting, I linked up with some familiar faces in the cycling community and and, in the political realm, but mainly I hung out with my buddy Horace and my buddy Griff. As we were hanging out and as the ribbon cutting ended, a young lady approached us and said, hey, can I do an interview with y'all about the Atlanta Beltline and how it's affecting Atlanta? I said, sure, or we said, sure. And so um, the interview quickly turned into a conversation to where she couldn't keep up with writing down everything for every answer that we had to give. And she said, hey, can I just record this great conversation? We said, sure. I thought to myself, I'm gonna record it as well. So as I record it, we captured a, a, a lot of great content and a lot of great things happened and were talked about in this interview and I just want to share it with you all. So I named this interview, and I felt like it was appropriate, Atlantification. You see, last year I did an event with a, a good friend of mine, Chad, also known as Cole Tony, and the name of the event that he came up for was Atlantification. And the event was based upon Gentrification Atlanta. So I thought it was an appropriate title and I hope, I really, really hope that you enjoy it. I don't want to move into the area that you may have. Right, right, right. And then, you know, let's just be honest. And that's, 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 where, that's what I mean by... Let's be honest. The police don't come around... They don't. When... When we need help. When we need help. Yeah. The police come around when they want to take the area and change the area. Right. I remember this area. You remember early on when they started, you start hearing... All the areas changing. You start seeing like police doing like, dude, man. Or or, 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 the, or the, the community. Six years ago, our jeeps were getting broken into. Six years. Yeah. ago. It ain't shit happening in two years. No. And you exactly. haven't moved at all. No, I haven't moved. No. And, but this was the interesting thing. Like, but the, start, the but the the the, the, the neighbors yeah. and the company have changed. Yeah, it's it's changed. Like my thing is, is that if you're gonna move into an area, anybody should be able to move wherever they want to. But at the same time, you should move into the area and coexist. You shouldn't move into the area and move people out. Because that right there, I mean, that's kind of whack. Like, you know, like these people have lived here all their lives. You just got here. So you need to assimilate. Just saying. You know, See, this like, thing about gentrification, it, you, you got to, in a sense, associate it with race. Because name of a, a, a good black neighborhood where there's no problem. But the tinted, the tinted uh, uh, pigment raised the value but I can, of the neighborhood. I can it name don't a, happen. I can name a white neighborhood. A white I can name a lot of displaced them. by the whites. Yeah. Oh, I can name a few of those. Yeah. yeah. I was about to say, Cabbage Town and Reynolds yeah. Town are like, historically white working. Yeah. Yes. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, well, no, Reynoldstown was actually yeah. owned by uh, a slave. Right. It's, yeah. Huh. Like so Reynolds and Cabbage were separate. White people there. Real black people, black people here. here. Okay. And then what ended up happening is, is he sent all his kids to different HBCUs, and over the years his kids start selling off the real estate. Mm-hmm. That's his. That's his spot right there. That that store. It used to be a store. Yeah. At the end. Yeah. Yeah. So you know he was a prominent uh, figure in Atlanta. You know. Uh, you know. I mean. I think the area should change, but at the same time, the face of the area shouldn't necessarily change. You see what I'm saying? Like, there should, still should be some acknowledge. You still should acknowledge 
the original inhabitants of that area. What, and and, and, and the thing is, too, it's like this. Nobody wants crime and drug dealing and bullshit in the neighborhood anyway. No. Even if that's happening in the neighborhood. That's true. But with gentrification, it's like, essentially, wipe, wipe everyone out. And then we'll rebuild again. You know what I'm saying? Well, you so know, I mean, you just tax them out, man. Yeah, it's just... I mean, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of studies and, you know, that, uh, you know, that certain areas were depressed on purpose. They didn't come in and buy the real estate cheap, you know. You know, and that that's that you know that's documented throughout the years. You know, I don't know. I, I don't know. Like, I should be able to move into a neighborhood with all of my people, but there should also be some type of like law enforcement that makes it possible for me to move into the area and it be safe. But it's all kind of it's all kind of other. It's so many stipulations. Like, these laws are private. You know, I, I've seen a certain demographic turn away because the HOA is too fucking high. Mm-hmm. Okay. Everybody not gonna pay no damn three hundred dollars HOA, but that might just be people. Period. Like yeah, that that has everything to do with class. Stereotypically, so white person go pay HOA for a black person pay HOA. That's true because black people like let's be real about this HOA for. <laughs> no, I man, that's a car note. That's a, that's a, a nice car note. I don't know. I don't. I mean, yeah, maybe. Do you think that's changing though? I no. Because for example, there was a time where I was like, why the hell would I pay HOA now? I'm looking to buy property within the next year or so, and I'm yeah. like, ah, right, you know. And you ain't even factored that in yet. No, I did. I like, I don't mind. Like, I don't mind the HOA. But I think a lot. You of mind it when your when 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 your when your when your mortgage is one uh, fifteen hundred. Well, I mean, and I, then you paying a four three hundred four hundred dollar HOA. But see, I'm not looking at mortgages to be fifteen hundred. I'm saying if I factor it in, so if my mortgage is like seven, and I'm already paying rent, which is twelve fifty a month. So what you would pay on the HOA on top of seven hundred bucks? I wouldn't mind paying three hundred dollars. That's fair. That's fair. That put me at nine, nine hundred. Minus, minus. You know what I mean? Exceptionally low. That's like paying but fair rent every month rent. to me in Atlanta. That's like <laughs> fair. Like the shit right now. On what my size shit is property? Not fair. Or how many square feet? I mean, I don't know, man. I, 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 townhome. It had. It have to be. It have to be uh, close to seven hundred well, square so, feet. So you got these apartments across from Krog Market. Let's, let's just hypothetically speaking, let's say those were condos. Which those are bullshit and they're not very interesting. Exactly. Or, or now, 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 you could probably get a seven, eight hundred dollar mortgage on it. That part, those probably are some two hundred fifty, three hundred, three hundred fifteen thousand dollar mortgages. Yeah. You don't want to pay three hundred dollars on that. You just say it's bullshit. You're right. So are you paying three hundred for the quality of life for bullshit you ain't got to deal with? Put it this way. Honestly, he, I do. I, I don't. That's why I don't live in College Park or Riverdale. I, I don't mind paying three hundred. This is bullshit. I don't want to deal with. No, I, I get that. It's, and, it's also convenient. But to, be, but to be honest with you, those areas. A lot of times, those areas are like food deserts. You know. Oh, and yeah, I, and I, when I say food desert, I mean you talking yeah, about raw some fast food. I mean, there's no, there's no like. Because this is the <laughs> thing. A lot within of these, a certain mile radius. Yeah, within yeah, a certain mile radius, food deserts. That's a big deal right now. Yeah. Like a lot of these people can't get too fresh I food. Food desert. That's a problem. No, I mean that's that's. Because their grocery store is like a 7-Eleven. Yeah, their grocery store is like a 7-Eleven. So then you start looking at those areas and you start looking at the health problems in those areas. And those health problems are directly related to the fact that they live in a I told you you weren't ready for this. So, right. What did you say? I told you you weren't This is getting deep. I mean, it's interesting. No, you're right, though. It's interesting. And I would call that institutionalized racism. That right there. Because a lot of people don't have to deal with that. Well, a lot of it's also... Still generations after redlining. Oh, what's so. going on? Oh, yes. And see, 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 that's what it's like. Oh, what's going on, man? The, red, the, the whole, that, okay. whole, that whole, like, people don't really understand. 
that that, that whole concept of redlining, that shit destroyed genera- a generation I mean, of still, people. Yeah. And it still continues to do that. Like, you know, I mean, it, it's interesting. Like, redlining might still affect me to this day. I know it affected me with my business. I know it did when I couldn't get certain types of yeah. loans and stuff. Yeah. You know, like, so I mean, I don't know, like, gentrification, it's cool, but it's, it's to some degree, like, okay, case in point, Brooklyn, Spike Lee, oh my God. we're looking at class. Spike Lee would te- definitely be considered one of the, you know, in that percentage of people. Well, his father lives in Brooklyn. His father's a jazz musician. The area's gent- becoming gentrified, and it's, it's totally gentrified. Beyond. His father plays music every Sunday or Saturday or whatever. They start calling the police on him, and get and he started getting hit with noise ordinances. Like, well, mm. now, 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 what is that? Is that a noise ordinance? It is. Yeah. yeah okay. He got start. So he had to move out of the neighborhood. This is the this is the home that Spike Lee bought him, and I think it's their home that they grew up in. Now he, to me, his father, since he's a jazz musician, that right there is a national treasure. You know, like those type of people, they built this thing. You know that we call America. Yeah. So. The people that are moving in should make some concessions for this man and his music. Yeah. Seeing as is, yeah. you know, like yeah. they this, just moved into the well, neighborhood, and that's why you moved into the neighborhood too. Yeah. 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 That's why you moved into it. Yeah. A lot, a lot of times, yeah, yeah. for the authenticity. Right. Well, yeah, it, when when there's some fly shit going on in the neighborhood, they're like, oh, this is cool. That's why you yeah. moved take it back. Hip hop, hip hop stuff, all the shit, graffiti, break dances. The underground parties, the warehouse parties. It means all of the pe- all of the all of all of the black people are going. Right. It's like the new gentrification tour. And you know, like the, the belt line, cool. But the truth of the matter is they could have done this a long time ago. But a lot of these black people own their homes and this, that, and the fourth, and I really believe that they didn't want to connect these neighborhoods because of that. Like, that's my theory. Like, I just believe that they didn't want to connect these neighborhoods. Because, you know, you start seeing belt lines come through, you might want to leave your neighborhood. Kind of like when they didn't want the martyr coming up to Marietta in Clayton County. That's the example. Yeah. That's the example. Or, like, there are, there, are, there are examples for, like, this type of thing. Like, even with the martyr, you know? Well, like, martyr don't even stop in Buckhead. They got to stop in front of Lenox Mall right. and behind it, and then it goes to Brookhaven. And the only reason to go to Brookhaven because... They did that shit before Brookhaven became a city. Mm-hmm. Before they had any say-so. Before they had their success. Yeah. Before they had their say-so. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just, you know, I don't know. I don't, I don't, me personally, I don't really like the Bell Line. I don't. I don't. <laughs> I own a property right over there. I don't like, I don't like the Bell Line. Goddamn grouch. <laughs> no, it's not, it's not that. I just don't like, I don't like the, I don't like the tools that the concept, use right. to the, lift people yeah, out of their yeah, properties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the thing is. And that's my thing. Whether you're white or black. And it's white good. people get this place too. Yeah. And I don't like that. Like, so basically you telling them when they bought their home, they did that whole, that was fiscal responsibility. That's what we were sold. That's what they sold to people. Mm-hmm. You buy a home, you have a picket fence and all that shit. That's supposed to be fiscal responsibility, right? Right. So you do all of that. And then they go up underneath you and lift you out your property. You did all the right things. Yeah. Now they're going to hit you with the fucking nominees. That's the shit that, that's the shit that they didn't tell you about when you bought your home. Well, and, and the thing is, it's like, this is going to happen to 45 neighborhoods. Yeah. This same shit right here. Yeah. Oh, it's great. It's running around Atlanta. Yeah, that's cool. You about to fuck up 45 neighborhoods in Atlanta, one all at the, a time. All these neighborhoods are gone. These neighborhoods are gone. Yeah. Anything over there on the West End side, that's a wrap. 
the trouble because they have a be- that that belt line over there. Belt and the funny line. thing nice. is, is that mm-hmm. I, when we were when we ride down that belt line, it's a beautiful belt line. It's a be- it's a beautiful belt line. But the story, but the but the backstory behind that is going to be an ugly reality. Yeah, but these people are going to be this this place. How long do you think that's going to take? About five years. Yeah, I'm about to say oh, five, years. About well, five years. And it, and they're putting more money in it, as Kasim just said. So the more money, the Faster is going to happen. Yeah. Shit's going to happen. That's going to be the worst part. Yeah. This was interesting. Yeah. Right? What's well, interesting well, is, is that they always you know, talk you know, about how like the oh, change in the neighborhood is not happening. What's down the floor? It shows yeah, you what happens when you put money into a situation. Well, no, yeah. When you put money into a like, I lived in this area. Of, I lived in Buckhead for a while. I lived in Little Fox for a while, and then I moved over to this area. I've probably been in this area for about maybe like eight, nine years, maybe ten at the most. Right. The thing is, is what's interesting is when they decided that they were going to allocate certain funds to this area. It's amazing how this shit just changed overnight. Oh, change. And the funny thing is, is that we'll the people out. in the neighborhoods, what people don't understand, it's expensive to be a minority. It's expensive to be black. You pay more than what everybody else pays. It may sound crazy, but you do. You pay more for food, you pay more for drinks, you pay more for less, right? So, like, I mean, why couldn't they allocate those funds when those people were there? Right. Just saying. But to be fair, well, because it's about money, and they can't—they don't see making money when those people are there I mean, and allocating funds to that. Yeah, but this was interesting. Based upon based upon the spending block of minorities in America, and specifically black people, we have a 1.7 trillion dollar spending spending power. One point, I think maybe even more, but 1.7 trillion spending power. I mean, that's, that's significant, you know, so the thing is, is that you can't say that we can't invest in a situation because we're not going to get our money back because it's proven that our, we have spending power. So you can't say that. Mm-hmm. So what is it? So, but to, be, to be fair, this is, and this is the main double-edged sword for me, like, it's a lot of gentrification tactics, but the main one is you cannot fault anybody, black, white, Indian, whatever, for You've been living there for 10 years, for, for 50 years, and I come offer you, I don't know, $150,000 for your house and you take it. I'm not talking about that. But that's, I think, I, I think that's the bulk of it. You're talking about different tactics. I think that's the bulk of it. Yeah, but see, this is the thing, though. Like, and they didn't, they didn't have no idea. They never looked up their property value. Okay. They but, never knew how much their property was worth. But if you have taxes and this, that, and the four knocking on your door, then somebody else comes to your door and they're like, I'll give you 150. You're gonna take the 150 just to get out from under the taxes. And that right there is institutionalized racism because they did that on purpose. That wasn't uh, something that just happened. That's, that's, like, you know, to me, like, you know, like, the uh, thing is, there are a lot of stories as to why, that's people, a rough buy, or why people buy their homes or why people sell their homes. Like, okay, yeah, I mean, you have black flight, you have white flight. I mean, you have, you, you, those are concepts. But at the same time, there are a lot of people, like I'm looking at like, I'm looking at models based upon like emissions and things of that nature. Oh my God. And a lot of those people well, are displaced I mean, because of water, yeah. property yeah. tax. That's a whole different monster. Like that, Detroit. that happens, but okay. however subtle, to to that happens everywhere. Back. You know what I'm saying? And really, to be honest with you, it's like, this, 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 this trend of everybody moving no to the city, this is happening all over the fucking, this happening all over America. Yeah, it's happening. It's a movement. And what's interesting about Atlanta is, is that the very people that help bring attention to Atlanta will not be able to afford to live in Atlanta. 
No, I mean, you look at... Just, it's interesting. Look at it's where... A, it's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting... Look at, that's what I mean by, like, the face of right. it. You still have to acknowledge that. Dude, like, go to Washington. You have all of those people. You have all the statues for the faces of the founders. They're yeah. still there. Yeah. Any place you go, like, you have Confederate monuments, Confederate plaques. That right there, that lets you know how important it is to maintain certain things the face, mm-hmm. you know, like they don't do that that much, you know, mm-hmm. like when it comes to other people, they just don't. Yeah. I think if, if you, you know, I think if you added something to this whole thing that we call Amer- the American experience, I think that you should get your props. I think you should have a plaque. You know, Martin Luther King just got a statue downtown. Yeah. Just got a statue. Why doesn't Maynard have a statue? Why not? You know, like Maynard Jackson should have a statue. Hosea should you have a statue. Him an airport. What more do you want? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, Maynard. Well, Maynard. <laughs> hey, but if it wasn't for Maynard, you wouldn't have no martyr and you wouldn't have no airport. None of that. You know what I'm saying? Like you're talking about these are trailblazers. Like, mm-hmm. and he's based, and he's from that that school of your Martin Luther Kings and things of that nature. Yes. And he went to Morehouse. You know, like, so my thing is, is that why is there not a statue for him? You know, and you know, what is there not a statue for? Why is it not a, for Coretta? Right. Should have stat- when they when they put a when they put a statue of Martin Luther King up, Coretta should have been right next to it. It's true. Mm-hmm. Hosea should have a statue somewhere. Like, it's true. You know what I'm saying? That's what I mean by maintaining yeah. the face. I'm not saying that it has to stay black. That's that's that right. makes absolutely no sense. I mean, right. but it's respect. Yo, show that respect. Yeah, show that respect. You know what I'm saying? Just like you so quick to put these statues up of, or keep these statues up of all these Confederates that were that 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 committed treason. Now you can't put up this statue for a person that tried to uplift the whole concept of America. Come on. But so so hard. So on another note, come up agree too much. You were saying you were saying you were saying that about like no 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 but you were saying like what you were just saying about you know Coretta Scott and, and Martin Luther King statue like on a smaller scale what made these neighborhoods dope or what pushed pushed the culture forward in these neighborhoods was artists creative motherfuckers and they're also being moved out as well. Yeah. Like Outcast, Outcast brought stuff to this country, to this to this city. Uh-huh. Ti brought stuff to this city. Right. Let's just be honest. Like yeah. you know, Kill like the attention that it drew, like the attention that these cats were able to garner around the world, brought attention to Atlanta. Yeah. Usher and shit like yeah. the music industry, Babyface and all those mm-hmm. cats. A lot of that, a lot of, that, lot of the entertainment yeah, industry mm-hmm. brought a lot. Coca Cola didn't bring. It might have brought jobs, but it didn't bring the attention. Nah. You know, it didn't bring that attention. Like, right now, like, with Hollywood here and this, that, and the fourth, now they want to build up belt lines, have a circling around. Right. They want to turn this into Silver Lake in Los Angeles. Right. They want to make this, like, you know, like a bohemian Patagonia paradise. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, you a know, damn, how you really feel, man. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, you know, like, you know what I mean? Like, me Drop growing one of up, the bombs up after that one. <laughs> you know, like, that's just the demographic. Like in Michigan, I, I just that's why I grew up. But living in the city, I have family that lived in the city, and I've seen what gentrification does. Yeah. Like it's soft gentrification. A lot of times when they just come to buy your home for one hundred fifty thousand, that's soft gentrification. But they don't talk about that fuckonomics that made you have to sell your home. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And this belt line, like it's crazy because my property shot up two hundred percent. Mm-hmm. With this belt line, like yep. when they when they, when when they had talks of belt line, my gotta admit that kind of make you feel good a little bit. <laughs> kind of, but at the same, you know, I mean, sitting right over there. This is this is the thing though. Like, 
it makes you feel good to a certain extent, but what about the people who can't hold on to their properties for it to go and go up 200%? Yeah, because you don't want them to leave. Well, they make up, yeah, they make up the neighborhood. Yeah, but that, but that double-edged sword, it's a like... Bit, it's bittersweet, man. Kind of, but I think you can have both. Like, that woman that lost her home because the guy came behind and paid her taxes. That's terrible. You know what I'm saying? But she oh, was yeah. Terrible. That she courthouse, was, the step there shit. Was, there, was a, um, there was a home here. The woman was behind in her taxes. Yeah. The guy came behind, paid her taxes. Now he owns her home. Oh, for sure. So And, and he worked on the, uh, and he had a chair on the board. Yeah. So he has well, access to just see that stuff. Yeah, he knows. Yeah, that's, yeah, a, that's a con. That's a blatant conflict but, but of that, interest. If anything, it's just immoral. And yeah. just But that's, saying, happened, that's like, happening a lot because they know. And a lot of people don't know. You can go to the court steps it's a lot. and see and see who's behind on the taxes, and you can sweep up a ton of a ton of cribs. Like, and this is the funny thing. Now, but, when the belt line comes, names and neighborhoods change. That's the shit I'm talking about. Like now, it's a dare park because there's a belt line about to go through it, or it's already there. Or Emmett like, Quarter. They, right. Yeah, they changed these names. Emmett Quarter. It was just West Side. Yeah, yeah, I never knew what a dare park was. Yeah, no, it's West Side. Everybody kept telling me a dare park, and I'm like, what the fuck is in a dare park? Man, nobody was even going to a dare park. Nobody going to a dare park. I went to school over there. I went to University Avenue. I'm trying to avoid that shit. The truth of the matter is, me and my friends, we used to smoke weed in the park. You know, and they didn't call it a dare park. You know, but when the Clemson flags came, Came in and the Auburn flags came in and the road top Atlanta flags United. came in. Now it's a dead park. <laughs> and, and I don't blame I don't blame the people that move in because they want to get a good deal. I don't blame them for that. But at the same time, you have to acknowledge why you were able to get that good deal. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? It's not about. It's just more, how you acknowledge that. It's just more of a. It's, I think I think it has education. They need to know. Educating yourself. People don't. People like, don't know. You know what I'm saying? Because it's kind of like you know it's kind of like all of our ancestors paid in, the, in blood for us to be here. How do you acknowledge it? You acknowledge it. No, with Thanksgiving. No, well, not Thanksgiving. I'm talking about ancestors. I'm talking about You know, being petty, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, but, you know, I'm talking about your Harriet Tubman's journey, true, stuff like that. You know, Yo, you know, ring the bell. Ring the damn bell. There you go. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Now, you see that? She won't, she not going to be here in 10 years. She holding on strong though. She won't be here in ten years. I'm not talking about dying. I'm I know. Right. She won't. But see that color. That's the colorfulness of the neighborhood. Like all these people, like these older people, yeah. man. They add like a certain type of they like got character. They got charisma. The neighborhood. Yeah. yeah. You know, like that's dude, flavor. That's why you moved. That's here. flavor. My shit got stolen. She knew where it was. This motherfucker down there, they got it. I know they got it. They got it. You know, but it's kind of like you know, like they add that potpourri to the neighborhood. They, you know, like yeah. It's basically what Troy was saying. Like even with this belt line and shit like I I mean it is what it is I, I know they're gonna build it I know I can't stop them from building the belt line nor would I know what I want to stop them from building the belt line but there's a lot of stuff that they're doing with this belt line by belt line being a private 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 interest group I have a major problem with that a major problem with that. I didn't know that because you're not getting handcuffed like or maybe they, I just didn't think about it. Oh no I, I heard of John Lewis Said something about it. That contract. Like at that, at that, um, at that speech that he gave. And I'm thinking, and I'm thinking to myself, like, okay, well, if it's if if it's if it's it's a private entity, and we've seen what a lot of private entities do throughout America, Mm -hmm. y'all not gonna police them the way. Like, like Trump corporations. It would be, it would be, yeah, like, oh, okay. like that type of private. That like type of bread flowing through? Okay. I don't know who owns it. I'm not going to say that their intentions are, are that of, like, the Koch brothers or something along those lines. But I am saying that I have a problem with the city not having 
sharing, being a partner. Right. You know what I'm saying? Y'all are just giving up the land and letting them do what they want to do. I have a problem with that. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, same thing with these fucking builders over here. Hell, we gonna pop up an apartment here. How many goddamn apartments you gonna pop up? Yeah. In a two-mile radius. But I, I can see how I can see how they'll build this belt line, and then all of the the big corporations will get together and create some type of little, little coup, and now they've moved everybody out. Cause I, I can't see how Atlanta don't have a, a hand in this. Which no, is, uh, directly. No, no, the oh, thing is, the thing I is, can't. what this is what happened with Atlanta. I got a hard time wrapping my mind around. This is what happens with I mean, Atlanta though. Shit starts moving too fast, and they can't keep up. They're not ready for this growth, man. Or, or, to be honest with you, or one or two politicians take that, you know, they bite, they, they, they take the money and they bounce and they leave people on the hook for it. It always happens. Well, and they leave people trying to clean Puerto the Rico's shit up or reorganize shit for years. You know, like, I mean, Puerto Rico is a perfect example of that. You did not know you was going to get this. You signing up for it. Honestly, this is, this is important. Like, this is why I came. I mean, I need to hear local dialogue. She's writing a thesis. That's real shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and the thing, you know, that, like, the thing that's more important, too, more conversations like this need to be had on a public scale yeah. so that people are really getting their feelings out there about shit like this. So that's, that's one of my questions in here and I don't necessarily have to finish the like formal survey with you because this is you know, helpful I've had. Yeah. Um, but one of my questions was is you feel like your voices are being heard and like where are they having these community meetings about the Beltline? And Places we all know. So that's yeah, what I'm saying. I don't, like, I don't know anything. <laughs> Do you guys Listen, even know I where to go to place your Listen, I live right there. They're I, purposely I, not. I live right there. I did not know they was having ribbon uh, cutting ceremony this morning. A friend of ours, a friend of ours, well, friend of mine for many years, friend of Griff's for many years. Yeah. He's very, you know. Yeah, he, he, he knows. He, he he's a snooper. He's, he, he, he got some hands in everything. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, he's just a brilliant guy. But he keeps uh, he keeps, he also likes he keeps track of stuff like this. And the funny thing is, is that they have these meetings and they're all, they they don't say much on purpose. Yeah. Because they don't want people coming and voicing their opinion on how they feel. And about I found it something else just clicked in my head. This would have been great for a Saturday. Oh yeah, what happened? Absolutely. And tomorrow's Trump and stuff. So, yeah, why did it happen on yeah. Saturday? Yeah. yeah. You know, Saturday morning. Because because I, I just the chocolate is occupied. A lot of I just believe it. I just believe in fuckonomics because I've seen it too much. I've seen it. You know, I've seen it happen. I've seen people get fucked out of everything, and and their voice nobody listens to them. And then they tell you, oh yeah, you know, I remember when they came in and this, that, and the fourth, and yada yada yada. And people will be like, oh, that's just this outlandish story that you're telling. Nah. They did all of that, yeah. and then some. Yeah. You know, like this whole shit with the bell line, man. I mean, it's cool and all, but they could have, they could have involved more people in this. You know what I'm saying? Instead of us coming out and looking at them cut a ribbon yeah. and not have anything to do with it. Like the funny thing is, is that we own property on the bell line. Yeah. So our interests, you know, we have some, in, you know, we have some something invested in it. Yeah. But at the same time, most of these people don't. Yeah. You know, they don't. They don't they don't have And, and why didn't y'all get a flyer in your door I or in the say, mail? Was there any I knew nothing. Whatsoever? I knew nothing. You know, huh. and I, actually Neil didn't know neither. He and, said he was on his way to school. But this is the funny thing. Hmm. The people and that he saw it on his way out the door. They're not saying anything because they're trying to further their interests. Yeah. And I mean I could call out a bunch of people yeah, that are trying to further their right interests and I peep. Like all this shit is some bullshit. This is bullshit and it's politics once again. Yeah. Like it's interesting how people say that they don't want to be a part of the political structure, but then they practice politics all the time. All the time. Whether it be at the smallest level or the highest level. I mean, if if you're gonna be yeah, a politician, street, be one. Yeah. Fucking troll. Yeah. Who me? 
ones who don't want to participate, but I mean, they do it anyway. Think about who you saw. <laughs> don't hold up to it. Think, right. about, yeah. think about the people. Private cap ass. Think about the people that were here and ask yourself, do you see those people walking around the neighborhood? Oh, no. no, hell no. Who do you see? Us. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, yeah. uh, if you're talking about this belt line and us utilizing the belt line, yeah. we'll probably use a lot, utilize the belt line more because we ride bikes. We, we, and and we've you know, been and, utilizing it. And we've been using a lot. This, this, this that one happened three, four years ago. Oh, no. no, ah, no man, no, hell no. Man. Especially walking up this street. Hey. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I, um, and it's interesting because even where we live, like, you'll have, like, younger... It's, in, it's interesting to see the culture shock between, like, a lot of a lot of white cats when they first meet the young black cats and they move into the area. It's a different type of culture, and it's just not as much of, as a forgiving... They're not as forgiving as understanding that these are young kids... Right. You know, presented with an opportunity, they're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna do certain things. It, it, they don't, they don't, they don't factor into the fact that those, those could be their kids. Damn, oh, they got Neil. Well, he got out of class that quick. I hope you got some space on your recorder. And, uh, <laughs> and this is who told us about this event. <laughs> Put that call out. Oh, look at this. Uh, yeah. <laughs> give me that. Either you or you. No, give me two. Uh, what up? What up, Neil? Hey, what up? Hey, what's going on? You. I do. Hey, you now, me, right? Crazy what up, I'm Neil. Hi. You <laughs> give it to me. What up? Bring it in. Bring it in. Uh, hey, that's the reason why we all out here right now. You're going to like this, Neil. Yeah. I don't even want to talk to you because... You going to do it. Yo, you be out here. No, I'm not. I'm not. I just came from class. I'm good. I'm good. Where are you? At Tech or State? Um, neither, actually. I'm from University of Arizona. Damn, son. Yeah. Damn. I mean, I went over there, too. Don't worry. It's hot. I did go to Emory my freshman year. Okay, awesome. Love it. Sorry. No, of course not. I mean, when I was in school, I spent a lot of time on your campus. Really not much to do. Yeah. I mean, you guys, you know, my year we had y'all, though. We beat y'all out. I mean, as far as the oh my god, you made me so happy. But that's <laughs> okay. I was mad. You know, I rode right through this bitch on my way to school. And that ends another episode of Life and Other Shit. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope it sparked some conversations with you and your friends in the near future. And I hope you come back to listen to next week's episode. Once again, I'm your boy, Luke Legacy. You can follow me on social media at I am Luke Legacy. Or if you want to just reach out and hit me up, lifeandothershit00 at gmail.com. All right, until the next episode, one love.